Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello you miserable bastards and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn and with me is Ross Davidson. Hello. Hello, how's it going Ross? Not bad mate, yourself? I'm not too bad, I'm surviving the virus, I don't know if you are. I think I might have a wee touch of it, but I'm not too sure. <laughs> Sound a wee bit like Barry White, but other than that I'm okay. Ah, it's good for radio or podcasting or whatever that voice. Yeah, my usual high pitched nonsense. It'll be like Phoebe and Friends where she gets like her sexy voice. That'll be you then now, you'll be trying to get that back just for the podcast. Uh, and as you heard, I have actually shortened the intro finally finally <laughs> i sat down and edited it the other day i thought it had to be done nearly broke the desk in the in the meantime but we got it fixed oh drama over and we're able to podcast obviously a lot of shit has happened um since we've last been on air um we're saying goodbye to the old world and we'll be welcoming the new world pretty soon uh but we'll talk about the last game that took place um in the old world which was um hearts against Mun, which was the massive six pointer which even lo- looks even bigger now that the season has came to an abrupt yeah, end absolutely. well it was a as you said a six pointer a huge huge game mm-hmm. one i was quite wary of that i was we were talking at We've come out of huge, huge games before and not really played that well and mm-hmm. didn't take the game to the team initially at the beginning, but I thought we played excellent against that. We really, really did. Especially um, in the, the second half, but um, overall I thought that's exactly what we were looking for. Mm-hmm. Right for the word go, uh, took the game to heart. So I, me personally thought maybe in the first half we were still knocking it along a bit too mm-hmm. much, but the chances we fashioned, I mean, we could have had two or three goals in that first half. Mm-hmm, definitely um, a tremendous save for Slamal I think McPherson rewatching the highlights and I even watched a bit of it on Alba after the game when we get back in um, Slamal is clearly their best player because that would have been 3-4-0 if it wasn't for him like I, I can't imagine Pereira making those saves no I don't think I mean mm-hmm. like, Pereira couldn't even catch the coronavirus no <laughs> so he had, a, he had a very very good game in the Hearts goalie um, mm-hmm. I thought if Cammy's shot in the first half went in we'd have been on it maybe take Mm-hmm. Two or three, I think they maybe showed it up a wee bit after that because we were kind of knocking on the door quite a lot. 
Mm-hmm. I think, like as you said, right from like the kind of start, the way we got into it, I think Sam Foley right at the start as well, where he made two big challenges, got the crowd right behind him. I love that man. He is he outstanding. No he absolutely can't. Um, yes, and, and over the years, one of always had a guy like that, Goodwin. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was Shuggy Murray, and then before that, guys of an older alcohol remember Arbor and mm-hmm. guys like that. And they always used to maybe nominate a guy, hit him, win the ball obviously, but hit him, hit him hard. And it, it used to get the North Bank. Yeah, at Love Street on their feet, and it gets the guys in the West End similar, and it kind of sets the tone mm, as, probably, a ho- as a home team, especially. It's probably someone we have been missing since oh, Goodwin left us. Um, we, we've had a bit of a lackluster midfield. We've had the odd good player in there, but someone that has a bit more fighting. Fighting, digging it. Yeah, he plays at a hundred miles an hour mm-hmm. for the shot. He, he buys into it. He definitely does. Team looks at one. You're always wanting guys that buy into it. Mm-hmm. Get a wee bit more support off the crowd if we can see you. Billy Mehmet was a fine example. He was mm-hmm. never prolific, but he got it. You mm-hmm. know, and he tried hard, and he, he get behind guys like that. But with Foley, he's got the ability as well. You can see there's a kind of wee gem mm-hmm. of a player we've got there. So I was really impressed with Foley. I thought he was outstanding. Mm-hmm. And then all the other guys you talk to, all the match reports you read, the guy was ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Obviously, there was a lot of worry right at the start, well, near the start of the game when um, Conor McCarthy had to come off. Um, unsure what injury it was again. Was it? It was a bit strange because he was over on the side and. Uh, they were trying to stretch him out and try to stretch it out. I initially thought it might have been a back problem, mm-hmm. but I heard Jim saying that he might be a bad one with his hamstring. Mm-hmm. We need to wait and see how that transpires. We will go on to talk about it with the wee break that we've got. We, yeah, uh, depending how whatever long, this break that is, help us a great deal. That, one of the thoughts I thought the amount of players that was coming off injuries, ones that we have already currently on the sidelines injured, this break actually helps us quite yeah. a bit. It's um, more pleasant, I would say. Mm-hmm. And obviously McGrath coming on for um, Conor McCarthy, um, playing him in the middle, actually showed us how what what he had to offer. What I thought he was excellent. Literally on my notes, I've just wrote McGrath. Excellent. I thought he was excellent, and go back to the last podcast, we said that specifically, mm-hmm. how he looks a bit lost out in the right-hand side. I, I do think he's a 10, or certainly a guy who can play in the middle, and again, against a team like Hearts in a, a big game, mm-hmm. I thought he was excellent. He was really, really good, and it shows you maybe why Goodwin signed him, and mm-hmm. why there was a big uproar for the fans that he can maybe go into be a really good player. Yeah. I thought he was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Other standout performances... Um, kind of, we kind of jinxed it at half time um, when I put out in the group chat that Waters was having a excellent game then the uh, second half he had a few a few moments but he's oh, oh, overall had a really really good game uh, Ross Wallace again showing you his class obviously with the setup of the goal um, Obika like done really well for the goal as well I thought well, he should have scored that header in the yes first half. that's I, criminal to miss that and that's what the good and the bad of Obika that you yeah. Um, there was a lot of people around about us going mental at him when it happened. Since seeing that, yeah, he really like just needed a, mm. just to throw himself at it. Um, yes, it took took a much awkward bounce where it, instead of kind of it just went straight up rather than more angled at him, I guess. But then he's got to react to that. Oh, the best strikers anticipate things like that. Mm-hmm. If you got you anticipate the centre half missing it, you're in there to knock it in, and it was a mile a million miles away. But yeah, you need to finish those chances. Mm-hmm. And that's a good and bad of a beaker, as I said. In the last post, we were saying that if he was brilliant all the time, he wouldn't be at St. Mons. No. So, you, the good and the goal, sometimes you maybe take the hit with the bad, with, with a miss like that. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get a, a 100% brilliant or beaker every week. We don't get that. Mm. It's quite clear to see that. Yeah. But he took his goal really well. 
again, something we've also mentioned on that don't just lump it up to him. I mean, mm-hmm. that wasn't just a long ball forward from Wallace that he's put that in between the, the centre-halves yeah. for him and that's all you're asking for sometimes. Mm-hmm. It'll be cool. He chases long, hopeful passes that people just shell it and know. Yeah, there was a bit more idea about yeah, that pass. They, um, specifically, that was a, a precision ball specifically looking for exactly what the outcome is going to be. Mm-hmm. And that, so you need more of that. And I think Wallace will add that. Mm-hmm. He was excellent. Yeah. It's, it is tough to talk about where, like... Um, <laughs> like you know, add it as he better he goes like as the more games he plays but then obviously we've got this long extended well, infinite break like, that's the thing I don't does he play in the middle does he play left mm-hmm. back I assume he'll play left back mm-hmm. against Kilmarnock because if it ever happens can't. <laughs> um, but he's a good he's versatile he's a good option to have mm-hmm. um, you can't grumble at a, having a player like that especially mm-hmm. his experience Found Yukubiak uh, extremely frustrating in this match. Um, he is one of those players who'll do two great things and then one thing will just ruin whatever he just did. Um, there was a few times where, like, where he was running straight at the defender and then all he needed was a little touch to get by him and it, and it just didn't come. Or he left it too late and he wasn't making the right pass. Like It was a couple of wee moments of skill and then nothing. Is. I think he was on the ball far too long. Mm-hmm. As you say, that final pass, it just doesn't quite come. Mm-hmm. So he needs to work on that, but it's good to see him finish 90 minutes. Yes. Which he can clearly do. Mm-hmm. I think um, doing that shift in the right-hand side for us, I thought he was he was good, mm-hmm. considering that's... Yeah, not his position. His position, no. I thought he was, was really good. He doubled up well mm-hmm. uh, with, with Hodgson at full-back. A wee bit harsh on him towards the end, he had a chance. Yeah. Um, I think he was just knackered, to be honest, after mm-hmm. doing that up. Ah well, very true. Doggies for the. It's kind of kind of what kind of what Goodwin's been trying to get Marias to do for a long time, and 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 it's not really worked with Marias, but there you, it has worked with, um, Yukubiak, and it could be an interesting dynamic if you had Yukubiak in that position with um Obika up top and maybe Marias sort of in an attacking midfield role there. That could be something worth looking at. I agree, but don't don't forget we've got a guy like Danny Mullen who yes doesn't get a sniff at mm-hmm. all. And there was talk about what the Kilmarnock 11 would be if there was a fixture. People seem to forget about Mullen, but if you're putting your QB back in the right, no reason why we Danny can't play up front. That is true. He's obviously not in favour. I don't think he'll ever get a sniff, really. I, I, don't, I think his career at someone might be over. Yeah, well, I think so. I agree. But I think he's probably a better option mm-hmm. than Marias up front next to Obika. Mm-hmm. Try that out. There's yeah. no reason why, why not. Marias hasn't worked in a number of positions, mm-hmm. really. So. And uh, Yakubiak was also really unlucky not to score as well. That was a great save. Uh, like, at first, I thought he just had it too wide. Um, and then, obviously, we got the corner from it, and then seeing from the highlights how close it actually was and yeah, thought, what a save it actually was from Zlamal as well. I thought he dragged it wide, like you said. Mm-hmm. Quite a poor finish, but it was a, a tremendous save. Mm-hmm. I thought he played well, Yakubiak, specifically um, on the right hand side and that in his position. So it's another option we can explore if we need to play him there. Mm hmm. And uh, what what is really frustrating about uh, frustrating about this um, season break, whatever's happening? Uh, I genuinely thought we had enough momentum from that match that we would probably go on to beat Kilmarnock on Saturday, really which would have put us in a point of Kilmarnock, a point of eighth, which is like for where we were looking at before this Hearts match, like losing it would have had a totally different outlook. Yeah, it's quite interesting to see where it could have been. I thought. Um I was the same as you. I was really confident going out the Kelly game. Normally down there we don't 
we're not really that great down there. We've got mm-hmm. a victory now and again, but it's a tough place that one of always mm-hmm. travelled to. And we take a good crowd, especially. I think it would have been a good game, but I was really confident. No, mm-hmm. I'm not really often confident no. uh, leading up to some games, but I thought, we, as you said, we've got the momentum there. The team's kind of gelling a wee bit, mm-hmm. coming up off the back of two or three good performances for guys that maybe not been that great. Like McCar- uh, McGrath, mm-hmm. uh, Fame, more, I thought, played well against Hearts, mm-hmm. really composed. I was really confident, and then obviously we've not had a chance to play the game. No. But uh, sense of perspective, as you said, if we lost the Hearts game, really worrying times but if we go into playing Kelly and beat them we're only one point off eight I know so it shows you with that we mini league two league, uh, two wins in a bound so even a win and a draw can take you aye it can take you right out of it exactly and um, looking at uh, Hearts the way they kind of shaped up um, very strange decisions they play um, is it aye Liam Boyce and kind of a left wing role uh, it was a very strange one strange. one of the, the most attacking better players they've had and they didn't put them up front it was oh well bizarre if you're spending a quarter million pound on a striker mm-hmm. proven Scottish Premier League striker he scored the number of goals up here and you're chasing the game for a win to mm-hmm. try and almost save your season yeah and then stick him out in the, uh, playing in the left wing because I just don't understand it and I think the Hearts fans are I think they similar. were similar just uh, some of the decisions tactically that Hearts made Really, really strange. Mm-hmm. That being probably the strangest one, I think. And I think Naismith could have maybe counted himself lucky to still be on the park from, like, obviously, yellow card and then a definite dive. Oh, um, referee obviously didn't give the free kick, told him he got up. Why are you not booking him there? I don't understand it's either a free kick or it's a dive because mm-hmm. it's not a, a smashing 50 50. No. He's went down looking for that. So, in my book, that's, that's a dive mm-hmm. and a yellow. He gets away with a lot, Naismith. I think he does. It's it's almost like he's kind of off his reputation that when he was a much better player down south and for Scotland and that, you're kind of like, oh no, he wouldn't do that kind of thing. But he's got it in his game. He's always had it in his game. And uh, definitely, I put him in the category of what Hartley used to be and Scott Brown a wee bit at Celtic. They kind of almost ref games. Yeah, themselves. themselves. Seem to be untouchable. I mean, if I was a someone player, he would have been booked. Mm-hmm. And I. I it's no paranoia, it's, it's fact. Yeah. It's, there's just certain players that seem to walk wider tight ropes than other guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, he should have been sent off. And I think you've seen towards the end, especially when that boy went down and was screaming for a penalty, Naismith would have been in the ref's face and screaming for it, but he kind of didn't bother. And I think maybe he knew his luck was about to run out. Yeah. Point. But that would have changed the game for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, even further. Pretty dramatically. Yeah. If uh, Naismith got sent off when he should have, mm-hmm. could have been even more comfortable. But we, we came away with a win, yeah, exactly. and uh, now we get to the interesting part of how does the season roll on? Don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> That's essentially it. Um, obviously, before at time of recording, only two teams have made statements. Hearts saying that they'll um, take legal action if they're relegated, which I could, while I'd, I'd love to see Hearts go down, it's understandable. Um, still quite eight games still left to play. They're only four points off Hamilton. Yeah, I know. Anything can happen, especially with what how they've played against. Right, yeah, we beat them, but they, they have beaten Rangers and um, Hibs right before they came to faces. Uh, and obviously Rangers, who have made a statement just out of pure pettiness, uh, essentially, because Celtics won that league. Yeah, classic gym trainer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But um, of course, Arsenal are going to release a statement like that. Mm-hmm. They, they just genuinely can't. 
afford to no. be relegated to without a fight. But the argument would be you've only won three out of your 30 games. Aye. I mean, the decision making, the Hearts fans should take legal action against her for decision she's made. Aye, for keeping Levine on far too Aye. long. Exactly. Deciding them to still have him in the background. Uh, it's she's got a cheek to uh, raise questions about other folks' decision making mm-hmm. when Hearts are in the position they're in purely down to mm-hmm. keeping Levine too long. He's still there. Austin FP is still there mm-hmm. and then pissing about with employing Daniel Stendhal, which I don't think is going to work, <laughs> in my opinion. But And then Rangers just slung out statements yeah. every couple of days for this and the next thing. I wouldn't pay any attention to that. Mm-hmm. No, nah, that's very but true. I don't know. You can't just hand a team a league. And Celtic have won it. Mm-hmm. But in theory, they can be caught. That is true. They can be they caught. Can be yeah. Caught. So you can't just sling a trophy. I don't think Celtic fans would want that either. Uh, yeah, but then tens nine in a row, and I guess I uh, they've always got that question mark over it. Like, oh, you didn't a, really win that it's one. A difficult one. Um, it? So we we basically put out on Twitter for a mailbag episode, and a question get sent in, which um, I've decided not to put in the mailbag e- uh, mailbag episode, which will be later this week, possibly next week. Um, d- but to discuss it just now. Um, Alan Cross um, or at Bing Bud on Twitter asked us um, about the potential reality of the season starting back up again when Vaclav Ladke's contract's up and it, and it's not only that there's a few players whose contracts are up and loan deals which expire it is a bit of a, a bit of a mindfuck of trying to work out what happens if the season does go ahead because I think the, there's something put out today that the likely won't be another game of football played for four months no exactly it's a, and 90% of our squad will be away probably yeah like you, you're you're losing loans of like I'm going to say um, Big Chevs, but he's obviously not really had a chance to kind of fan, but he's not going to get one. You could be Ak, um, Fame Wo, um, obviously Ladke's contracts up, Flynn's contracts up, but Hodgson. he's uh, Lee Hodson and Calm Waters. Waters, you get Cook, he'll be away probably. Yeah, Danny Mullen, he'll be away. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Dean Linus. Maybe he's got another year. I don't know. I'm not too sure about that one. It'll decimate our squad no matter. It's a strange one. I don't know how that would transpire I don't know mm-hmm. obviously they're saying like uh, players can't be signed in that period because it would need to be players playing for that registered mm-hmm. like who were registered for that season but then if your contract's up there isn't really a like the, this has never happened before so no. there's not a precedent before it where you say well they, they, you just still pay them and you still play them it's totally strange I don't even know I couldn't even offer a suggestion to that solution because the contract's up mm-hmm He's got freedom of movement. But then we've got the argument that it's a total unique situation. Yeah. That season when your contract ends has been extended beyond your contract expiry date. Mm-hmm. Technically you're still ours, although your contract's ended. Your registration is still with us. Because imagine the registration would still carry on. Yeah. So, ah, uh, yeah, because you can't be registered twice at the same. So, I don't know how that would work. Sorry, my mic is falling over. <laughs> I think um, I think the players might hold a bit of the power. I don't know the mm-hmm. players and the agents, but other than this is probably they'll probably set a a marker down with things like this, similar to the the Bosman ruling. Yeah, that was like a a mark and a, a line in the sand where this is a new rule. I think maybe you might get a new rule after this, Aye. and they'll be named whatever. But it's totally unprecedented, so. There's no, there's no explanation. Yeah. Nobody knows at all. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like um, I saw a couple of ideas on, well, 
obviously this isn't going to be popular. Um, you've said it there, you can't really hand Celtic the title if it's not mathematically possible. But it's t- this is the perfect time to reshuffle Scottish football about. Like, um, we're not really going to get an opportunity like this to do it again. This should be, I think, where we should go. Like, I, I have a feeling that what's going to happen is either seasons will be, if they put it null and void, I can't see that happening. You can't null and void a season after 30 matches. Same down in England. There's too much riding on it, too much money, you know, betting with bookmakers, all that kind of thing. Especially with, like, our league and the English league, we have kind of runaway uh, winners. And uh, with the relegation, that's why the 16-team league has kind of propped up again. I'd happily have a 16-team league. I was looking at the championship. The top four of the championship are Dundee United, Inverness, Dundee and Air. Again, you could end up with more, like, of teams saying that they could they still have a chance to catch up. Um, the team who are fifth, I cannot remember, but they, they, they've played a game, one game more than the rest of the top four. So, like, all the top four have a game in hand, so... But then are both who have two games in hand are four points behind fourth place. Yeah, exactly. So it's a tough one to. Um, How do you base on? Mm-hmm. But uh, also saw was it Lewis Cumming on Twitter who put up um, his idea of how to reshuffle it and it basically went by the Danish format, right. where um, the league still splits. So six sixteen teams, league still splits. You have the top half and the bottom half play each other. Or um, then kind of. Um, you have the two teams going down, but also a relegation playoff for the third team to go down, um, and uh, you have a like automatic Champions League and Champions League qualifier um, going in, and then the team who finishes third goes into the automatic playoff final for the Europa League place, and then the other three teams below them play a playoff place for the Europa League. Sounds absolutely mental, but mm-hmm. it's enough to keep it exciting towards the end of the season. That's especially, that's what we need, I think. A bit more excitement. Yeah. We, we, I feel we constantly undervalue our league. Um, it's it's something we're, we're, we're horrible for doing. Um, and why not reshuffle it, put something a bit more interesting in it? distance yourself for We're always... I mean, we had a chance when we were renaming the leagues to do something different, mm-hmm. and now it's the Championship, League One, League Two. I would just copy England. And... T- try and distance yourself from that, and as yeah. you say, do something different, different model, expansion, or the crazy Danish model you were talking about there, but we just seem to go, just mm-hmm. an easy option, 12, 10, and 10. Mm-hmm. It, need, it needs a bigger Premier League, in my opinion, I think. The thing is, as well... Dross games, we- rubber games but. something we've always done like our, our governing body of the SFA have done is look to England and that's how we should emulate we shouldn't really copy them no. um, the fact that we have the same number of like professional leagues as them like we're, we're a much smaller country we don't need that many leagues no. Mer- merge League 1 and League 2 together so it's, we'll have a Premiership Championship League 1 that is exactly. it that's all we need and we can open up to the Highland and Lowland Leagues um, through League 1 they're doing okay with the pyramid system yeah I kind of like that it's a good creation yeah. and a good and I think there's something happening with the junior teams maybe joining a, mm-hmm. another part of it and then eventually it'll build it through but I agree with you I think we should expand our Premier League and take at least one league away and have two three maybe bigger leagues they might especially in the Premier League there might be loads of games towards the end of the season that just nobody can do anything with or yeah. go anywhere or just can't jump a place yeah it's just a bit 
And it's a hit you need to take. I mean, that mm-hmm. happens in England. Yeah, the that's time. the thing as well. Like, um, a lot of people say, especially, obviously, money talks in Scottish football, especially. Um, and if you have, like, a 16-team league uh, where you play each other, everyone twice, you don't have the four old firms to sell to the TV um, companies. But I, why? I understand the marketing behind the old firm, but surely it would mean something a bit more and be a more profitable product if you've only got two of them in the season. Yeah. But however, I'm, while I still don't fully understand that Danish model, um, apparently the old firm still play each other four times through it. I, I, I couldn't work out that, but I didn't understand how that came about. But um, uh, but if you're if you're playing each other twice, it's a bigger occasion. Yeah. Like because if you're if you've got four league games of the old firm to sell, you've also still got the possibility of them meeting in the cup, which they have. Yeah. Uh, they met in the league cup final, and if obviously they're out the Scottish Cup and whether the Scottish Cup continues, um, they 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 have the possibility of meeting in the cup again. So you're talking about six times that they're playing. That's not special anymore. It's not. Like I don't, I don't think the old firm's special, but I understand the draw of it, and that is what we've got to market the league on. Pl- playing them, having them play each other twice, is much more of a. Yeah, of course, and I spect- think you, you see the hype. The cup final you were talking about there was the first cup final for X amount of years. Mm-hmm. The hype of that because it, it didn't happen for a yeah. long time. The first uh, league game when they came back into the Premiership. The hype around that and the anticipation around that. If you play four, five, six times a season, no matter who you're playing against, rivals or not, yeah, it dilutes it mm-hmm. big time. So I think it would be more attractive to have fewer old firm games. And um, the whole thing about like us playing the old firm uh, less, where um, sometimes having them come twice to the stadium helps, but a lot of the times that doesn't happen. Like mm. um, Celtic's only visited one part once this season and they won't visit again because we're not in the top half of the, the thing. So you've kind of got that already. And um, if you manage to take points off the old firm and a two, like and you only pay them twice a season, you've made a bigger dent. Like you you play Celtic once and you beat them 1-0, but then the next three fixtures, they beat you 6-0, 7-0 and 5-1 or yeah. something like that. It, that 1-0 victory has done nothing. But if you've beaten them 1-0 and you've only need to play them one more time, it adds a bit more to the league. And I, while I still think it'll be a very old firm dominated league, teams will be a lot closer and it'll be a little bit more exciting. And then obviously when I was saying about the fans um, coming, yeah, you might not have Celtic or Rangers coming to you twice a season, but you're having with four more teams added to the league, especially if you, you go with the top four of the championship. Dundee United, all right, Inverness might not bring a lot of fans, but Dundee United, Dundee and Air both have decent travel and away sports. Right. And Air United away in the Premier League as um, a fixture. I'm sure yeah, every standard. fan will want to go. So Air will be liking that. Air will rake in that money that season. And uh, you could even add the film like that. They've always taken a mm-hmm. uh, big support. There's always been a kind of small rivalry there. Yeah. Going back to... The Tom Henry season at the uh, start of 2000. So we've always taken good crowds there. And four or five teams you mentioned, though, will maybe bridge the gap of uh, the, the missing fans that you would mm-hmm. have from the old firm. I don't think we should be surrendering two stands to the old firm anyway. No. There's a way stand for away fans, and that's mm-hmm. it. You don't need to give two stands to the old firm to get money in your PR department yeah. or you should be marketing someone as the club mm-hmm. to fill that family stand whether it's the guys for the BBE or f- football teams or whatever or specialised season tickets mm-hmm. for his dad and his two kids you don't take the easy option and go 
I will just give that extra stand to the old fucker. Ah, you, you want to, you, you, you want to, if you do enough to bring them in the first place, they'll want to return. That's I, the thing. I still remember being a wee boy going to the first Sitmon game, mm-hmm. getting that bug and asking when I was going back again. And mm-hmm. All right, maybe dads, and no matter what stand you give the old firm, might not want to take kids to games against Celtic or Rangers. I understand that, but you need to, the club needs to do things to try and get the wee kids to get the bug again. Yeah. Sling free tickets at their local football team to go with their mates. You might have five or six guys mm-hmm. that go for the next 40, 50 years. I, I always remember that from school as well. Like um, the day like uh, someone came round with the Sitmon tickets to hand out in your school. That was a thing. Mm-hmm. It was a big, big thing. And your, half your class went. Mm-hmm. And there was maybe only you and another guy that were genuine Sitmon fans. So it's, it is a thing. Mm-hmm. You need to market that more than forget about the old firm thing. And even in the league reconstruction, going back to that, forget about the two of them. Yeah. Try and make the whole uh, remember, Scottish football in general a lot, lot better. Remember, there's however many more teams that, exactly. than, than there are the old firm. What I think we should do, and bear with me, that right. sounds bizarre, is hire the Hydro mm-hmm. and get the captain of all 42 teams <laughs> to play in a massive FIFA tournament Right. to decide the remaining fixtures and decide the remaining cup fixtures and keeps the season within the time frame to start a new one mm-hmm. and it keeps everybody happy because people will go up people will go down people will win cups what could be interesting about that is when you look at if it's just the captains playing a lot of them are a bit older a lot exactly. of them probably don't play FIFA so like I think your like lower league teams and stuff are going to where, where they've got exactly. a bit younger squad are actually going to be a wee bit better here about standing I wonder how good Sam Foley is at the who would play for us would it be Sam Foley or Stephen McGinn Stephen McGinn's been injured for a while so maybe he's been practising well there you go mm. and he's not injured his hands or anything so mm-hmm. I'll be McGinn the hydro as well the hydro you could live stream it mm-hmm. or if it gets to a point where crowds are allowed back in that's 14,000 seats in there mm. sell that out over the weekend divvy up the money to the clubs fans can also drink while they're watching it so you can test yeah. that theory out and if it works alright, then everybody's While testing that theory out, how do you segregate old firm? Aye, don't let them in. Just don't let them in. That sounds perfect. Aye, don't let them in. I mean, it, it, it's almost kind of what, what's happening with Leighton Orient of um, organise the FIFA tournament. Exactly. And they stole my idea. This, uh, the, Albeit I didn't tweet it, and I'm mentioning it after that they've tweeted so, it, but it genuinely was my idea. This seems to happen to you a lot, where yeah. people take your ideas that you've not tweeted about. And my songs. Yeah, that's what I was meaning. <laughs> uh, I might need to start tweeting my insane ramblings that I talk to myself about, mm-hmm. which can go one or two ways. <laughs> that is very uh, true. Uh, SPFL FIFA tournament, mm-hmm. market it to death, live stream it, or put it on Sky Sports News or mm-hmm. whatever. Divvy up all the profits among the 42 clubs. Everybody's safe, especially we part-time clubs. Yeah. All the leagues are decided, all the cups are decided, and then we can start <coughs> the League Cup again in July. Yeah. Don't see why not. If Ian Maxwell listens to this, then give me a phone, mate. I'm sure he does. Like um, we're, we're, Jim Goodwin must listen to this because he took on some of our ideas for the Hearts game, and we clearly won, so, you know. Exactly. I mean, putting uh, McGrath into the middle is a genius stroke, mm-hmm. but... Sorry, Jim, I mentioned it before you. Yeah. So I mean, we've both got like over 20 years of what football manager experience each. Exactly. Like, I mean, you I just can't. Did Jim Goodwin take commentary to three back to back Champions Leagues? I don't think so. So No. 
I'm Did obviously the man with the plan. Jim Goodwin um, in 2013, well, to be fair, I'm like, I'm probably in 2026 on that FM 2013, where Real Madrid have built a brand new stadium called the Coburn Arena that <laughs> holds 500,000 people in Madrid. Has Jim Goodwin got that? I don't think he does either. He doesn't have to. It'll be, it'll be shut down today. <laughs> it will be. You can't have that many people in there. <laughs> Football manager can predict a lot of things. I, I thought it'd be quite funny. Um, obviously, like, uh, have you seen the tweet from... Uh, Miles Jacobson saying that it's reached a new record for the most players on Football Manager on at the one time. Really? It was like 89,000. can't see that tweet because he's blocked me. How's Miles Jacobson blocked you? Because <laughs> a couple of years ago I was moaning about the match engine. Ah, so much so I ended up swearing and just blocked me. Oh, that's gotten. I know. <laughs> so I can't see anything. Well, he tweeted saying uh, there's like 89,000 players on at the one time and that's the record since, and it's obviously going to go up because more people are self-isolating. I thought if he really wanted to be a big bastard that he could introduce the coronavirus into an update so it's like where all of a sudden all the games start getting postponed and you're sitting there going ah. although I did have a look at the games like on, on Sunday when I was in work there I was having a look at what games were still on amazingly like you still had the Turkish league the Argentinian league um, the Ukrainian league um, and for some reason beyond me the I don't know if it was behind closed doors I don't I don't have official attendance but the Hong Kong FA Cup final get played really? <laughs> Jesus I noticed that um Dover Athletic and guy and teams like that were playing. Really? So mm-hmm. I don't know if they're governed. They must be governed by the English FA, but I don't know if they have separate bodies or whatever. Because I was surprised. Because I was looking uh, similar like yourself through the fixtures. And yeah. I noticed they were all still playing. Mm. So it was strange, but I thought all football across the world was cancelled specifically, or especially uh, mm. Hong Kong. And <laughs> Places like that's not exactly a kick in the arse away from where it originated. I know, that's why I was a bit shocked. I was like, okay. Um, But yeah, so if the season... We don't know what's happening with the coronavirus for the season. Um, I reckon a 16-team league, you reckon a FIFA tournament. Um, You need to get people to vote in that because FIFA tournament would, I think, there's only one option. I'll put put the poll out on Twitter, right? Um, Once this goes out, I'll I'll say. Um, Yeah, so... That's what our vision of the of the possible near future could be, and uh, we may as well end up end with a little game of who the fuck are you? Still, still no jingle. Um, you are currently two uh, 0 well two 0 now because I've never Craig Craig keeps moaning that I've not actually partaken in it yet. I, I will eventually. I'll probably I'll, I'll partake in it in the next episode, in the mailbag episode, because I'm pretty sure he's got a. He keeps telling me he's got this player that's going to stump me or a beast or whatever. We'll find out. We'll find out. Um. Yeah, so we will kick off with... I was born on the 1st of August, 1978 in Coatbridge. He's 41. Right. Throughout my career, I've played for 18 clubs in many different countries. No. No. How am I going to get it for that? (laughs) (laughs) I started my career at St Mirren in 1995, and between 1995 and 1998, I played 31 games, scoring one goal. Mm-hmm. Jesus Coatbridge Andy Roddy no no I've played most of my career in England but I've also made appearances in German football and Danish football I'm trying not to say clubs because I think that would give it away <coughs> uh, Jamie Felton nope most games I've played in my career came at Colchester United, 
where I played 92 matches and scored 35 goals. Jeez. Don't know. Yeah. Oh, God, sorry. I was probably better known from 2007 to 2010, where after 46 games and 10 goals at Charlton, I moved to Wolverhampton Wonders, playing 46 matches and scoring uh, 14 goals. Big freaky paper boy, big Chris Evolumo. That's uh, Chris Evolumo. Well, I didn't that. even get to the... I was trying to hold <laughs> off on that Scotland miss and the fact that he played for Aarhus Freemad right after us. I thought that could have uh, gave it away. Forgot, didn't realise yeah. he played in Germany for Alemannia Aachen. Me either. Obviously, it's easy to say it now, but I remember him playing for Colchester. He kind of made his name there. He was still yeah. quite a young lad, I think. Mm-hmm. And then Wolves was his kind of, his kind of big break, I think. It was. It was. So, a bit of a short episode, but you can't blame us. Not much has happened. Uh, we will be back pretty soon with a special mailbag episode uh, in which you'll actually hear all three of us on at the same time. A, a special delight for yourself. I'm not dead from coronavirus. Aye, and Craig actually makes it from fucking Sterling. It's not like a mile. <laughs> and uh, the mailbag episode's still open for questions. We've got some brilliant ones um, that we will bring up. Um, doesn't all have to be something related. We've got a lot of something related ones. Just throw some ones in about, I don't know, TV programmes or movies i don't know we've got a long summer ahead of us we can't all talk about football <laughs> this will slowly descend into a movie podcast or something although there'll be no cinema either so god knows what would they yeah. uh but thank you for listening uh rate and subscribe on itunes and whatever you listen to as well and uh keep being awesome and keep being miserable um and until next time Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.